Hi everyone, welcome to Potluck Food Talks. Today we're going to talk about tacos. Tacos. I think tacos are some of our favorite foods, no? One of the best things in the world, yeah. Especially authentic, real tacos. It's really hard to find authentic, real tacos. Like, I mean, you know, we can't talk for anybody and like, I can't talk for the, for the States where I think that, you know, there's a lot more, but I mean, like in Europe and anywhere else I've been, it's pretty much impossible to find like proper, authentic Mexican food, let alone tacos. I would say it's pretty hard, but there are always like secret corners where you find something. Yeah, there's always, if there's Mexicans around, there's tacos around, you know, yeah. there's somewhere in some <laughs> backyard, there's somebody making tacos de lengua, you know? So uh, what, what can you talk about your experience in Mexico? I didn't, I, I haven't been to Mexico and you lived there for how long? About two years. About two years. Yeah. In Mexico City, primarily. And I think that I lived like 80% of my diet consisted of tacos. <laughs> yeah, no joke. I mean, it's just like so convenient to just walk out the door and you have stand next to stand next to stand selling tacos. And I mean, what is a taco? You know, a taco is, um, you know, things in a tortilla. Basically, yeah. And apart from that, you know, it varies so much in style. And that's what I found super, super interesting, you know? Yeah, it's a, like a super broad universe right there are like many different tortillas also different traditions uh, regions there are even arabian tacos which is something traditional mexican did you try all of these things over there i try to man i try to try them all <laughs> it's like pokemon you know <laughs> gotta catch them all um but it's uh it, it was too many um in my limited amount of time in that beautiful country but i i did like it was my main occupation sort of like in my free time to go and search out taco places because I thought I found it super fascinating and also just like even like inside of the different styles like you know because a taco stand is often so makeshift you know it's like it's just people putting up a stand and then making something putting it in a tortilla and selling it to you for money that even if they're doing like a certain style there's like little differences that really make a big difference and so everybody has their like favorite place that they go to and they have this like secret tip like, oh man, there's this one place, but it's only there on Thursdays and you have to go there quickly because it sells out in like one hour. And Yeah, it's like Donuts in Berlin, that you have your yeah. secret Donut place that you only share with your friends because you don't want nobody to know. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, for me, the big difference in tacos is sort of like there's like, I think the two main ones are there's carnitas and there's al vapor or like tacos de cabeza. Yes, you know, um, and carnitas are, you know, meats that's cooked in fat. Basically, you have a big pot of sort of like boiling fat and it's not just fat. It's other secretive things too. You know, I've, I've seen and heard people using very strange things that are put into this cooking concoction that they end up cooking the slabs of pork in like Coca-Cola. Mexican cuisine is super maximalistic, right? You, you will see like uh, recipes with lots of steps and large uh, lists of ingredients and it's quite yeah. common. And it's like, you know, like for me as, a, as a, like a Western cook coming from Michelin star cooking, you know, when I was talking to local people and I was sort of like, man, the carnitas, they're super nice. And it's sort of like, oh yeah, you know how they make them? They take pork fat and they add Coca-Cola. And they, they, and for me, it was like, no, <laughs> don't tell me know, this. But, you know? but, uh, I, I've seen it a lot. Basically, if you think about it, Coca-Cola is, if you reduce it to nothing, it's water with sugar and spices. You know, that's what it is. So, well, yeah. 
but it still feels wrong, you know? It does, it does. Like, 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 but I've heard of people finishing sauces with Coca-Cola reduction and Michelin star restaurants. I've heard about that. I won't say the name of the restaurant. Yeah, Tim Rauer maybe, but we don't talk about that, you know? Uh, it was actually, yeah. I won't say it. Okay. <laughs> you'll, you'll tell me later. No, but uh, Tim Rauer, I've heard he, I've heard that uh, with Red Bull, I didn't, yeah, like cooking some grapes in, in a Red Bull reduction or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've heard, I've heard uh, my share of stories, uh, but anyway, you know, it's, um, <laughs> hey, who are we to judge? We don't well, have three I mean, I, I actually like his cooking, if I'm, I'm honest. I went there once and I really liked it. Well, what do we have to yeah. say? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And so like, I mean, basically it's sort of like, for me, from my ignorant foreign point of view, it was kind of like, okay, it's either confit and fat or it's cooked with steam. And so often you steam a whole head and then use up all the parts from the head, whether that's the cheeks, whether that's the tongue. And, and yeah, and then there's obviously there's barbacoa, which we briefly talked about the other day, I think, or oh, no, well, we didn't touch on it. But which is super interesting, you know, it's, um, it's not really tacos, but it's often served, you know, as a taco, sort of like pit cooking lamb. Then there's birria, you know, which is things cooked in a sort of broth, shredded meat, you know, in a very intense broth. So, which is very cool because you get a little cup of the consomme with a little bit of like diced onion and cilantro in it. And you can drink the consomme before you eat your taco. So you can dip your taco into the consomme. Super delicious. Always one of my favorites. Obviously, there's the famous tacos al pastor, you know, which are super quintessential, you know, achiote, marinated meat that's, you know, layered up like a doner, you know, which comes from the Arabs, the Arab culture of sort of like making kebabs with the pineapple on top. And yeah, and then obviously everything in between, you know, sort of like, ah, fuck, eh, with chistora, you know, with cheese, like bistec which is basically just like a thin slice of beef. Cecina, which is also very interesting, which is beef. That's it's kind of like a beef jerky. They take beef and they cut it super, super thinly into like a huge sheet. And then they cure it and air dry it until it's basically like a light beef jerky. And then it's kind of seared off and put into a taco. It's a very, very complex eating culture. Then you have all these types of tortillas. Comes to my mind, the one with hoja santa, which is green. Then you have the one with, is it always the brown gray one? Is that always with lacoche or, or is, is there something else? There are some that are kind of gray, others more brown, like. I think the gray one might be with lacoche, yeah, but it's like, um, these like many different colored types of tortilla. Wait a second. Let's explain. Let's explain what with lacoche is. Oh, yeah. Because it's, yeah, that's quite something. So in French, they call it champignon du mais, like corn. Fungus, <laughs> because that's what it is. So you see this, uh, imagine like, like a corn grain that grows like a champignon out of the, so if you see, it's counterintuitive to see like uh, a champignon full of gray mushrooms that, that grow out of it and, and thinking like, oh, this is the delicious part that I'm going to take out and eat, you know, like that's something that really impressed me the first time that I saw it. And it's something that is super, super delicious. It's somewhere in between corn and and mushrooms. Yeah, it's like you say, it's such a weird thing because it is an infection in a way. It's fungus spores that infect the corn and then it morphs, you know, it like it grows into these bulbous sort of tumor looking like gray corn monsters. But 
it's not just molding or like going off. It's a very specific type of spore that grows under very specific conditions. And so it's kind of like, it's like the Mexican truffle, but it's like, it, it, it's like a, um, you know, in like in wine, there's a, like a noble rot it's called, you know, where grapes start to mold in a very specific way, but that concentrates the sugars and makes it really delicious. And it's kind of the same with the wheat lacoche. It's a very particular type of mold that then grows and makes it into this, into this product. It's super fascinating. It's super unique. Never seen that anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, I've seen that in Bolivia actually. And it was funny because the, the caseras, the cholitas as they call them, you know, these farm ladies, they would hide it. You know, the, it was something, I mean, they, they know that they, they probably know that that's super delicious, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but then obviously Mexico has an amazing variety of heritage, like heirloom born in many, many different types of colors. And um, the main difference is, you know, the the geographical point. So in Mexico, they eat two types of tortillas. It's either a flour tortilla or it's a corn tortilla. So in the north, you know, where it's more deserty and they grow more wheat, it's a flour tortilla. And then sort of like more center and more south where they can grow corn and they eat corn tortillas, you know. So depending on who you talk to, as far as I know, wheat was introduced by Europeans, right? It's not something autochthonous from I the, think so, the Americas. Yeah. yeah, I would say so. I think so, yeah. And uh, yeah, if you see these sort of tortillas that are like pink or like dark blue, you know, that's just the color of the corn, you know, that doesn't okay. get lost. Yeah, that doesn't get lost by nixtamalization. That's just like heirloom corn. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Uh, nixtamalization. Let's talk about that. Because that's yeah. also like a super crazy ancient Mexican culinary technique that doesn't exist nowhere else, uh, which is it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's cooking with, how do you call that in English? Lie is what you call it. Yeah. Cal, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it basically it used to be done with ash. Ash used to be mixed into the water that was used to cook corn. And, yeah, like um, make it like super highly alkaline, right? That's exactly right. But it, it's a little bit of a fickle process. It has to be the right alkalinity and it changes the proportions of the corn to be digestible, you know, for one. It also changes the, the way that it holds together when you, because if you cook corn, you grind it, you can't make, it doesn't have any gluten. It doesn't stick together, Right. So this process, it changes the, the proportions of the corn so that you can actually form a tortilla out of it. And also on top of that, it changes the flavor in a very, very particular way. It's very hard to describe. If you have experienced it, if you have tasted it, if you've ever had a, like a nice fresh made tortilla, like you'll know the flavor. It's this very particular nixtamalized flavor that is the sort of culinary heritage of, you know, Mexicans. I think every Mexican that's like, you know, out of their country for a while, and then they smell or taste this like flavor of nixtamalization, they're immediately brought back home. There's also a flavor that I've never seen anywhere yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, it's something super particular, both the yeah. technique and, and, the, and the flavor. And then it's a key for tacos and many corn-derived products. I wonder if the word nixtamal and what, what tamal means in Aztec or whatever that word comes from, because tamal is at the same time this, you know, this corn... 
how would you describe it? Like a corn dumpling, something like that? A tamal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's kind of like a, I mean, like the word tamal, it appears in different Latin cultures, no? But in Mexico, it's it's usually, yeah, just like, yeah, kind of like a dumpling, no? Like kind a, of like a dumpling, like a, yeah, like a boiled corn bread. I don't know how to, like a huge corn gnocchi. I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of hard to describe, like this corn uh, gelatin sort of thing, wrapped in in leaves and then steamed, usually like filled also. Exactly. Sometimes corn leaves, sometimes also plantain leaves. Super, super traditional and super delicious. And yeah, also only like, you know, doable because of the nixtamalization. Otherwise, it would just completely crumble apart. But there's so many of those like tamales, you know, there's tetelas, there's um, like so many different shapes. You know, there's uh, gorditas, you know, which are like these fat little sort of like discs that uh, there's um, topes, I think they're called. Yeah, so like there's different shapes that uh, people use this masa, which is basically what nixtamalized and then ground corn is in, in Mexico. Yeah, the same with tortillas. I remember also that there are this like, how are they called? Infladitas, which are the ones that... Oh, yeah. You know, it's kind of this potato souffles, like souffleted tortillas that are empty on the inside. I've also seen, I had in Cosme, these other tortillas that were air dried, that is also completely counterintuitive, like that being something, you know, like making chips out of tortillas, letting them air dry. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole universe. It's such an ancient, such an old culture. And I guess like at least well, we can't know, but I think that, that there are many traditions that have been preserved culinary-wise and others that, that have evolved, as I said, like the introduction of wheat or of other cultures like the Arabs that have like made their own contribution. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and it's like, you know, all these like traditional things. I think this really beautiful movement in Mexico in the culinary world where young chefs, they try to not necessarily revive, but kind of like, take all these like, you know, traditional things and present them in like a modern way, but just keeping their like heritage roots like really, really well intact. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you haven't been to Mexico and you go there, it's like a, it, it's just really easy to discover, you know, Mexican food in a very authentic way. Yeah, that's something I, I absolutely have to do. Yeah. What else? Do you have like a memorable taco like one you said okay that was like something out of this world i have a few you know i have a few i um so i i'm a big fan of tacos de cabeza you know tacos de lengua so tongue tacos and tacos de cachete were always my thing okay cabeza cabeza's head what kind of head pork's head so tacos de cabeza is usually a steamed cow's head and you know you steam the head whole for a long time until everything's really really tender and basically everything from the head is used. The cheeks, which in Mexican, like Latin Spanish are called cachete, which is super gelatinous and fatty and delicious. And then the tongue, obviously, which is really meaty, you know, taco de lengua, but then also the eyes and like different parts from the heads, the jowl, you know, it's, uh, it's super, super nice. And I, I always really liked it because it was so clean. It wasn't like super fatty or anything, really meaty and juicy. Uh, cooking with steam is such a beautiful way of cooking anything, you know, because it's so gentle. Then there's a place in Mexico City called Cocuyos, and they make a taco de tripa. So a tribe taco, which is insanely good. They confit a tribe 
So if you have this, like uh, you have this carnitas pot, it's a huge pot of bubbling oil and you have meat, different cuts. You have nopales, which is the, the cactus, you know, that are kind of confiing there. Usually you have some longanisa also, you know, the sausage. And then at the side, they just had the, the tripe, the intestines that were confiing for a really long time. So they were really, really tender. And then before they served them, before they put them in a taco, they just put them on a plancher, on a really hot plancher, just like on both sides until they're like a little bit crispy, chop them up, put them in a taco and I'm super amazing. Super, super nice. That sounds really good. Yeah. It's amazing. Like it's so nice. You know, like I, I know a lot of people have, you know, they don't like to eat offal so much, but you had zero like bad flavor or smell, you know, it's, it was just absolutely delicious. A little bit crispy, a little bit chewy, super, super delicious. I had one birria place that I really liked where the consomme was just like this really intense beef bouillon with chili and, you know, like a little bit of raw onion in it. And it was just really, really nice. And they actually, that birria place, they had amazing birria, but they also made a taco de bistec where they just had like thinly sliced beef that they would sear. And then I would always order it with cheese. So they put some queso Oaxaca on top that like stringy cheese that melts really well. And what they would do is they would sear the beef and then they would add a very generous splash of Maggi seasoning sauce. Oh. And that would caramelize and like glaze the beef. And then they would put the cheese on top. And then they would put in a little bit of French fries into the taco, like fried potato. Oh my fucking God. That was so good. It was like so... It was like a bigger taco, like larger size than the usual. The tortillas you get are usually quite small. Also, you know, inside a tip, never order more than two tacos at a time. You know, don't be a, don't be a tourist a and order like five. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a gringo and order five, six tacos at the same time. Order two, then order two more, you know, don't be greedy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was like a little bit bigger and it was just super filthy, but this like umami bomb was like amazing. And then like uh, also a really funny thing that a taco stand like uh, near my house did was they had like funny names for the tacos they would do. So they would have the lawyer and the lawyer would be, can you guess what the lawyer would be? No, no idea. A lot of tongue and just a little bit of brain. <laughs> That's so funny, man. <laughs> and I, th I thought that was super charming, you know. <laughs> That's so nice. Well, As you know, I haven't been to Mexico, but I would say the New Year's experience I had was like a proper taco experience. Apart from having tacos in different tacos places around the world, like uh, presumably authentic tacos, whatever you can find uh, in, in, in other countries. But eating at Cosme in New York was quite an experience. Cosme is this restaurant run by uh, Daniela Soto Inés and uh, at the same time is part of Enrique Olvera's group. And Enrico Olvera was this chef that he was probably the first one to put tacos in a fine dining context to having like a, a long tasting menu where tacos is a very important part of the menu. And it works kind of like nigiris where you have like just like a very little piece where you have everything in one or two bites, which is like, like a more fancy minimalistic way of presenting tacos. Some are purple because it's uh, purple corn. The other ones are brown because it's with la coche and different types of tortillas, different toppings, uh, like, like this whole experience, having them warm, like these authentic tortillas, of course, that, that have this special break to it when you, you know, different from, from wheat tortillas that are like perhaps more, more elastic, I would say. And yeah, and having different toppings, different sauces. Yeah, it's quite a thing. I think everybody loves 
tacos and tortillas. Yeah, absolutely. One of the best meals that I had while I was in Mexico City was cooked by a good friend of mine, Victor, Victor Alejandro Bermudez, who was working with me in, in Lorea in Mexico City. And his grandma cooked lengua in pipian, uh, which is like a, a sauce made from seeds, like often like pumpkin seeds, you know, it's sort of like, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's like this really delicious thick sauce with chilies and seeds and, and stewed tongue. And we had it with uh, tortillas de, de harina, so flour tortillas, which are also made in a very particular way with a little bit of manteca, so a little bit of pork fat. And they were really like, I was surprised because I was always like, oh, corn tortillas are much better than flour tortillas, you know? But then I had like a proper flour tortilla and it was so like soft and smooth and it had this like, the pork fat gave it like this little bit of silkiness and this... Lengua in Pipian was by far one of the best things I ate in my time in, in Mexico. It's absolutely amazing. That's it for this week's episode of Potluck Food Talks. If you like what we're doing, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok as Potluck Food Talks. The show airs every Monday 